Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Stack Second Edition of Sparkcast Media. I'm Austin Bradley, joined by my co-host Brian Sparkman. What it do? We got a lot to talk about today, don't we? We do have a lot to talk about. No, I'm scared. I don't know if I want to be in the same room as you anymore. Oh, dude, we're always in the same room. What about when I'm sleeping? Except for that, buddy. Okay, that's good then. Anyway, we have a we do have a lot to talk about today, including. The NBA Finals. Your favorite team, the Miami Heat. Yep. Facing off against Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. It was tough. And last night, we actually watched the game. The game four. We watched it June 9th. Today is June 10th. Also, happy birthday, Brian, yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. Your Miami Heat losing on your birthday was a good good time, good place to be a part of, of that. Yeah, it was. It was very depressing later that night for me. And we'll get to game four in just a little bit, but let's start off with game one of the NBA Finals where Miami went to Denver. Nikola Jokic had 27 points, 14 assists, and 10 rebounds. A triple-double. What he's been averaging. Jamal Murray had 26 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. Almost a triple-double. Almost. He did get a triple-double later Hey, we're not there yet, all right? Yeah, I, oh, I got I got plenty of things to say about that. But on the Heat side, hey, shout out to Bam. I said last time on Sparkcast Media Episode 1, listen now if you haven't, that Jokic was going to destroy Bam. Bam came out of the gates hot, 26 points, 5 assists, 13 rebounds. He did very well in Game 1. Have you been impressed with Bam so far? Oh, I, I really have. I really have. It's... um. It's it, it's honestly like he has his moments, you know. Every player has his moments, but uh, how Bam is, you know, he's he, he he ignites us as a team. You know, Butler obviously he has to ignite us, but Bam has to be the second ignition to order to stop, you know, Jokic and Murray. I agree. And uh, in game one, Jimmy Butler only had thirteen points, seven assists, and seven rebounds. So that's a, a big story of why the Heat were not able to beat the Nuggets in Denver for game one because Jimmy Butler was not on. But for game one, I don't know if you know this, Jokic has the most assists in NBA Finals history with 14 in game one. I think he's also leading um, all stats. Yeah. All the all playoff players. And this is another interesting thing I saw. He's the second player in NBA history to have a triple-double in his finals debut. The last person to do it was Jason Kidd against the Lakers in 2002. So, Jokic has been dominant this whole playoffs. Obviously, he started off very hot against the Heat in Game 1, and now he's in history, the second player ever to do that. Um, another history-making thing about Game 1 was the Miami Heat only shot two free throw game, uh, free throws in that game. Yeah, I saw that. The lowest in any playoff game ever. Two free throws. How are you feeling about your boys representing in a history-making stat like that? I, I feel like, honestly, we were just shot hungry for threes that game and just not looking to drive in and be physical. That that was our main, you know, because, like, it, like how, we, how we usually play, you know, Jimmy draws fouls, you know. He gets, he gets to the free throw line. We didn't have any of that game one. No, that's true. Uh, but in game two, the Miami Heat were actually able to beat the Denver Nuggets in Denver. Mm-hmm. It was a surprise. 111 to 108, only a three-point game. So it was still very respectable from, you know, the Nuggets side of it. But the Heat 
you know, they outscored the Nuggets by 11 points in the fourth quarter. That was the big story, as has been the whole playoffs. The Miami Heat are a fourth-quarter team. Mm-hmm. I agree. They, they, the whole playoffs. It's been incredible to watch them. Or painful to watch them if your team played against them in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But uh, in game two, Jimmy Butler ended up, ended up having 21 points and nine assists. Bam had 21 points and nine rebounds. But the true story of game two was Gabe Vincent's 23 points uh, leading the Miami Heat. And, you know, obviously they stole a game on the road. Yep, and mile high. Uh, Jokic still had 41 points and 11 rebounds, though. And Murray had a double-double as well with 18 and 10. But how did you feel after watching the Miami Heat go into Denver and steal a game on the road? I felt confident. I felt like, you know, we had a shot to, uh, you know, win one more Miami, you know. But we'll talk about that in a bit. We'll get to that one. Let's go back to game three, or let's go to game three, the first game in Miami. Uh, Denver ends up beating Miami 109-94. to Another triple-double from Jokic, 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. And a triple-double from Jamal Murray, 34 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. Jokic and Murray are the first teammates ever to record triple-double at, at the same time in finals history. Yeah, it was incredible. I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, today. But let's not, you know, it, the box score says it was uh, a little bit of a a blowout by Miami. And that's what the box score says. But Jimmy Butler had 28 points and four assists. Um, and Bam... 22 points, 17 rebounds, so almost a 2020 game. Um, but the real story of Game Three was the Nuggets out rebounding the Miami Heat, 58 to 33. Yeah, Jokic is, I think, like he, I think he's averaging like, what is it, 17 rebounds? Oh, I, I'd have to look that up. I don't have that here, but he's averaging, you know, a lot of rebounds, and this game in particular, 58 to 33, is a lot. Yeah. But also, uh, Udonis Haslam became the oldest player to appear in a finals game. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to him. He got to play, I think it was the last, like, 20 seconds or something yeah, like that of the game. 42. Hey, shout out to the Udonis Haslam. OG. And game four, last night, on your birthday, I know you have the full breakdown because we watched this one live. So, go ahead and break it down for us. All right. We're going to start with Miami side. We have Butler, 25, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. 1 block, 9 of 17. Shot 1 for 3 and 3 point. You know, not expecting, you know, major 3 point shots, but, you know, tw- uh, 25, 7, 7. I think that's about what he's averaging in the playoffs. Um, Adebayo t- played pretty good last night. 20 points, 11 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, and he shot 8 for 19. Um, who else? Uh, oh, uh, Struz. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Struz. Uh, zero points. Yep. He did grab five rebounds, though. Yeah, everybody, I don't know if you saw this. Um, everybody on Twitter, ever since the Miami Heat, uh, beat the Celtics, they're bringing up the fact that Max Struz was on the Celtics before the Heat mm-hmm. and that the Celtics cut him and then he was yeah. a starter for the Miami Heat. And then ever since people have been posting that, he's been doing nothing in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been great to see. But I'll go ahead and continue on with your breakdown. Um, we have Vincent, you know, two points after a stellar game two, and he stole stole it. Uh, un- unfortunately, 
you know, Martin, uh, 11 for uh, or 11 points, five rebounds, one assist, shot five, five for 12, and one for two from the three-point line. Only took two three-point shots, which, you know, how he's been playing, I think, you know, he, he should be taking five. Yeah, he should he be he should be taking a little bit more than two, but you know maybe maybe he just wasn't getting open enough for it. Uh, Duncan Robinson, twelve, uh, twelve points, uh, one rebound, three assists. He also had a steal, five for seven, efficient, really efficient. Yeah. Uh, our biggest takeaway from last night's game. Um. Oh yeah, talk about Kevin Love. He also had twelve points for being for being that age. It, it's pretty nice. Kevin Love kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like I wasn't really hearing anything about him. I obviously haven't watched um, any of the games because my, you know I've been working. Yeah. Except for game one and then game four last night, and Kevin Love, there was a, a good stretch there where he had like back to back threes, mm-hmm. and he had like nine of the Heat's points in a row. I think, like he was doing really good. Four, oh, uh, shot four for six, three for five, and three point line. I mean, they should maybe consider giving him a little bit more play time going forward. I think they did. I didn't write. I I don't. I don't have the minutes on me, but I think they did give him a decent amount, like over twenty minutes. Because honestly, if Kevin Love can put that stat up every night, and obviously, you know, Gabe Vincent, if he can be on, obviously he had the twenty three in game two. There's still there's still a shot for the Miami Heat to win one or two more games. Maybe. Maybe. Um, what killed us? Bam had seven turnovers. Uh, as a team, we had 14 turnovers. Our starter, starters, 10. Yeah, that's going to kill you. When your starters are turning over the ball, that's you're going to lose the game like nine times out of ten. Yeah, uh, ten times is really bad for you know for a starting uh, quarter to have over 10, uh, 10 turnovers. That's, yeah. And seven from one person. From yeah, Bam. Seven, yes, and he's not even our point guard. But let's talk about, you know, Denver. Yeah, let's talk about him, dude. You know, Bruce Brown merging out of nowhere. 21 no, points. Not out of nowhere, really. He's He's been a, a good uh, three-point shooter for them. But this 21-point game is like out of nowhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he merged out of nowhere this game. 21 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. He shot eight for 11. That is efficient. Yeah. Three for five in the three-point line. Yeah, super efficient. That's, you know, we can't ask for someone to come off the bench and shoot that. That's what that's what the Heat guys were doing, the Heat boys were doing, you know, Celtics against mm-hmm. the Knicks, you know, yeah. points off the bench. That's what, Yeah, the Miami Heat have been, other than Jimmy, they've been three a three-point team, and yeah. they've been killing it. Um, MPJ, terrible night last night. I, he had 11 points, three rebounds, zero assists. Mm-hmm. I was... It last night, you know, he, he doesn't pass the ball. No, he does not pass the ball. Uh, four for ten, field goal, 40 percent, zero for three on the three point line. Yeah, I mean, he just wasn't hitting the shots last night, but he, you know, he kept taking them. They actually they pulled him out of the game mm-hmm. after I think he missed like a couple threes in a row. Yeah, because he just kept on shooting. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's the only downfall you have to his game is he just doesn't pass the ball. If he was if he was a better passer, I think he could potentially move up to a star. Yeah. Um, but right now, it's like, uh, I saw this TikTok, I forget who it's from, but it was like Michael Porter uh, Jr. And it said, uh, the possession ends here. It either ends with a missed shot or it ends with a, a make. Because he, once he gets the ball, he does not pass. That's fair. I don't know. I don't get it, though. It's like Denver being an unselfish team. 
with like Jokic and then Jamal Murray because th- th- those two guys are unselfish. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how the other series have gone, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't been this bad in the other series. I, maybe it's just the finals. He wants to put up a crazy uh, stat, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. Uh, KCP played stellar. Didn't have points to prove it, but he. I think I think they um played him for like over thirty minutes, and uh, this is a stat line: seven points, four rebounds, two assists, defense. Three steals, two blocks. Yeah, he was playing well last night. From you know when we were watching, and he shot two for uh, shot two for five in the three point line. He didn't he didn't take any field goals, but he shot three. But I mean, that's really what he does. Sit, sit in the uh, sit in the corner. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, we're gonna come back to that guy late. We're gonna come back to him. Okay. Um, Jokic, another monster night. 23-12-4, three blocks. And steals, eight for nineteen, three for seven the three point line, and he hit that long range three. Dude, the threes he was taking last night were crazy. It was like, I mean, he missed four of them, but the ones he hit were freaking just like how 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 do you hit it? Uh, but even three for seven, that's not bad. Mm-mm, no, for a big, no. Yeah, especially for a big. Murray, fifteen three. And twelve assists, one steal. He shot five for seventeen, two for two for three in the three point line. All right, game maybe a little bit more. You want a little bit more out of him, but you know you got the win. Um, you know, um, they're okay. We're we're gonna have to come back to Gordon now, honestly, because yeah, let's talk about Aaron Gordon's <laughs> game. Uh, twenty seven points, seven uh, rebounds, and six assists. He's not known for passing. He's not known for passing, but, you know, we have a Michael Porter Jr. who's not passing the ball. You got an Aaron Gordon who is. And a Jokic who is. I mean, it counteracts each other. I mean, look, Jokic only had four assists this game, Mm -hmm. and Aaron Gordon had six because, you know, the Nuggets outside of Michael Porter Jr. are very unselfish, and they want to pass the ball around. And Gordon's been playing really scrappy this series. Yeah, yeah. I've been really impressed with him any time I've watched him this year. Like, he's been really good. 11 for 15. That's amazing. Three for four on the three-point line. Hey, Aaron Gordon is a dog. You got to remember, this was on the road, too. It's not like yes, he was at home. Yes. And uh, the starters only combined for five turnovers compared to Miami, it's 10. Yep. Murray had zero. Jamal Murray had zero turnovers? Yeah, he had zero turnovers. And Gordon had a plus-minus of 29. I think the second highest on that team was Jokic with 22. Maybe. But 29 plus-minus. That's good. That's real good. And as a team, they only had six turnovers. They only had six, and starters had five? Yeah. And then you had over there on Miami, what did you say, 17? We had, I think, 14 total. 14 total. 14 total. Yeah. Damn. Uh, people who have the turnovers at Denver, uh, Jokic and Gordon. Uh, Gordon had two, Jokic had three. Okay. I mean, they were also passing the ball a lot, so. Yeah, six, I mean, six assists, four assists. Yeah, it's going to happen when you're passing the ball. You're going to, you know, have a couple turnovers there. But overall, uh, what are your feelings after, you know, watching the whole game four? Um, hey, my, my, my biggest takeaway is, 
um, how to stop Jokic from scoring, which, you know, it's... You, you don't. You don't yeah, stop it's, him. Yeah, it's, it's really hard whenever you're shooting, you know, like 10 steps behind the three-point line in your face. I love those shots that he's taking. It's, it's, it's just... Ever well, since he did that against the Lakers, I feel like he's been doing a little bit more. Yeah, you no, know, last night he was pulling, he was pulling like a little bit more of those shots. Yeah, I'm, I love those shots, though, because every every time he hits them, he just turns around and does, like, a little shrug thing. <laughs> like, yes. oh, I didn't know I was going to make that. <laughs> I just shot it. Yeah, I just know how to play pickup basketball. That's it. <laughs> That's how he talks. I mean, I know, but I don't want to be rude, but yes, yes. that is how he talks. Yes. But I like how he talks, actually. I think he, he's, he's funny. He he, he's pretty funny. Um. You know, I was saying last time I was never going to be a huge fan of Jokic, but I don't know. After watching him in these finals, yeah, you, I don't you know. Were, you were a hater. You were like an absolute hater. You said, you said I don't want the Nuggets to win the finals, like I think two weeks ago. Well, that's until I saw they weren't playing the uh, Celtics. And then I was like, okay, now I want them to. But I don't know. It's just because what I saw with, um, you know, the Markeith Morris thing, I had like this idea of what Jokic was like. And then I've been watching more of his uh, press conferences and everything. And obviously, I still don't think that's good for him to do, you know, run into someone's back full speed, especially being how big he is. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to like his personality a little bit more. So now I'm a, I'm a little bit of a fan of Jokic. And last night when he was pulling those crazy threes, I was I was going, I was like, there it is. Honestly, that wasn't the most impressive part with me is how he's banging down low. You know, he like he he like he tip a rebound. You know, he tip it up again, shoot, throw in the basket. You know, next possession, go go down. You know, grab grab a rebound. Ooh, shoulder shrug right. Go up left with it. You know, he doesn't even do it, make it look fancy. He may, you know, it's just more power bully ball what he does, and it's just like you know, I don't I don't get how he did that with AD. No, I, I don't know how he I, did it with AD. I um I mean I can understand Bam. You know, Bam's not you know like physical. Like he's physical, but he's not like AD physical because I think AD's the strongest. Uh, no, never mind. Stephen Adams, but I mean, if if we don't count Stephen Adams, like yeah. Stephen Adams, a different breed. Yeah, bro. he is. I mean, like the fact that he's laying out people, the just standing there screening. But back on topic, uh, you know, I don't get how he does it. I don't. I don't know that. I mean, we have to have a conversation at some point. Is Jokic the best player in the world right now? I believe so. Because it's. It's tough because you obviously have to look at Giannis. Yes. You have to look at um Joel. Joel Embiid. I'm not LeBron anymore, unfortunately. He's he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. But you know, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of other people, but right now, at this moment, Jokic might just be the best player in the world. And he does it so nonchalantly too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I agree on that. Like he looks like he looks like your uncle out there playing basketball. Like he just you know, he's throwing up crazy shots, making them, and you're like, how is he doing it? You know what I'm saying? You feel Butler's top ten in the NBA? I don't know. In playoffs, yeah. But overall, I don't know. Okay. Just because he, he said it himself, he steps up yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, it does make sense, but also, they shouldn't have been the eight seed this year. No. If Jimmy was playing like this, like this all year, he could have been in the MVP category. All NBA second team didn't even make an All Star game. That's what I'm saying. Like he wasn't really trying. Yeah. Until he got to the play in, then he was like, "All right, I'm Hemi buckets." But also Kawhi does it too. 
Well, Kawhi does it, but he does it worse because he actually just takes games off. Yeah, load management. Yeah, I mean, I hate load load management. I do too, but it's also like it's smart to use like a load manager. It, it's it is as if you if your team is gonna be in the playoffs, I understand it. But when you're doing it at the beginning of the year, or like midway through the season, it's like, come on, man. Yes, I completely agree. Like, and they're saying it's because um, player safety. Like, are you telling me that you're better? You're better, and you don't have to play a full eighty-two games. You're telling me that Shaq getting on those commercial flights or whatever. He didn't ever do load management. You're telling me you're better than Shaq. You're telling me you're better than Kobe, who never did load management. Michael Jordan never did load management. Mikel Bridges played 83 games. Hey, shout out to Mikel Bridges played 83 games this year, dude. Yes. But, like, back when I'm saying, like, load management doesn't make any sense because you're saying you're better than all these players, all the greats that played all 82 games. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it doesn't really matter. It's like, oh, I played 82 games previous. No. Do it now. Do it now. Make Like, at least play. If you're healthy the whole season and you make the playoffs, at least play, like, 75, maybe 70-plus games. I mean, I understand if it's, like, an injury that you're dealing with. Okay. You know, you yeah, have a sore ankle. are fair. You have a sore ankle, you want to take a game off. But, like, when you're just taking games, like, five games in a row, no real reason. Not even sitting on the bench, you know. Yeah, like, I don't really like load management. But, you know, that's what a lot of coaches today have to deal with. There's a lot of players learning to do load management. And speaking of coaches, we have to we have to talk about some of these coaching changes here. Um, we have had six new coaching positions open. Um, you want to go ahead and run down all the coaches that we have that are in a position now? Uh, yes. Yes, I can. Uh, Rockets, uh, Imaduka, Tater right? Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka. I'm sorry about uh, that. B- uh, big loss. Cool. Big loss for the uh, Celtics, though. Especially after seeing Joe Mazzula, but hey. Well, um, so he was on the Celtics, and then he went to the Nets, right? Um, He might have signed with the Nets, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, for the whole incident. But, yeah. Yeah, and then now Rockets. It's a good signing. Maybe Jalen Green. You know, you, that settles down Jalen Green. Um, Adrian Griffin, he was a Raptors assistant. Hey, I'm excited for that one. I mean, obviously he was just an assistant, but I, I like when teams hire coaches that aren't necessarily proven. Like, you know, I saw, um, I forget what team it was, but Doc Rivers was in some team's final, like three coaches. I was like, come on. Doc Rivers has been in like every team. Let him go. He's he's never won. Go get somebody unproven. Yeah, yeah. Get 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 some of these young guys. These young guys are actually you know just coming out of nowhere. Like whenever Steve Kerr came came in the league, he was fairly young for you know coach Brad Stevens. Um, now he's not even a coach anymore. He's an executive or he's a president, isn't he? Right. Yeah, he's the president of basketball operations. Yeah, for the Celtics. Um, you know he's he was wonderful. You know it was so fortunate that you know they moved up and stepped up because if he didn't. Maybe we talk about him winning, you know, NBA title. Well, I think they would have won last year. Yeah. Uh, and then this year would have been back in the finals. Yeah. But, you know, oh, yeah. he, at least he stepped, he stepped up to a better position. For, so good for him. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, We're going to talk about uh, 76ers. They got Nick Nurse. He was the Raptors' head, uh, former head coach. 
and um, this one I don't hate as much as normal. Um, like head coaches that get, go to another team right after being on a team, because Nick Nurse is a good coach, but the Raptors just they had nobody this year. Yeah, it, I mean, like they have people, but they don't. Yeah, like, they don't have that superstar to push them. Yeah, like when you had Kawhi there a few years ago, um, the, I mean, it's basically the same team. Scotty Barnes replaced Kawhi. Yeah, but Scotty Barnes isn't Kawhi's level at yes. this moment. Yeah, yes, we will. We will see on that because I I love Scotty Barnes. You know, I think uh, yeah, I think Scotty Barnes will be good, but with this hire of uh, Nick Nurse for the Seventy Sixers. I think this helps them out, you know, with Joel Embiid. You know, and uh, since we're talking about the uh, Raptors now, I mean, the Raptors head coach position is up in the air. That is true. You know, I was going to say it to the last, but you know, we're talking about Scotty Barnes, and, you know, I love me and my Scotty Barnes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. The top three candidates, Sergio uh, Scalarolo, he was the uh, Raptors assistant um, pre- previously. Then he went to go overseas. And he won two Euro titles over there and a cup, I believe. Which, you know, he's proven overseas. Proven we'll overseas, see. yeah. I mean, that's that's really all you have to do. Uh, Well, not all you have to do, but, like, for me, if I'm hiring a head coach, instead of going out and hiring a guy like Doc Rivers, who's been there and done that and hasn't progressed a team further than playoff team, I mean, go out and get one of these overseas coaches and let them have a try. And keep in mind, he was the former Raptors assistant. That's true. So the organization already knows him. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I, that's that's a seems like it's going to be a good uh, hire if that does happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fit. There, everything already like kind of fits in place right there. Um, Kenny Atkinson, assistant head coach for Golden State. I mean, he's another one. Go ahead and give him a shot. He's been the assistant for Golden State, and obviously Golden State's been really good. So I wouldn't be mad at him getting a shot either. And then the last candidate, uh, Darko, I'm, I'm butcher this, but it's, I can tell it's Russian. That's okay. Um, Rajovic? Rajovic? Yes. Okay. He's assistant in Memphis. All right. Yeah, he just wants to get out of all the, you know, the violent area of Memphis, dude. Don't blame him. Yeah. Get me out of here. Um. All right. Uh, then we have the uh, other teams that signed. Uh, we have the Suns, Frank Vogel. How do you feel about that one? Uh, I like it. I mean, he's fine. I mean, he won a championship with the Lakers. He can coach superstars. I mean, I mean, I guess since you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I mean, we'll see how it works out. But he's like another name I'm getting tired of hearing gets hired by a new team. And it's like a super team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really mad at that. Like they're going to be a super team no matter what coach they hire. But really, wait, he was a he was a Pacer. He was. He, He's a coach for the Pacers. How do you how do you like not like him? Just because he's been around, he's been a coach for other teams too. Like he's he's been in the NBA, and the, I, I was just saying I don't really like when they just recycle head coaches. I like I like him because um, he coached Paul George, of course. Well, yeah, I mean I love the Pacers being from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Like Pacers are easily one of my top favorite teams. Yeah. I mean I have the Celtics as my favorite team because. I was playing 2K, and I said, well, all right, my career, uh, whatever team drafts me, my favorite team forever, and it was the Celtics. Because I suck at 2K back in the day, dude. It had to be. It was just meant to be that way. But, you know, if <clears throat> if I wasn't the you know, Celtics fan, I'd, I'd be a Pacers fan. 
So I have no hate on him for being a Pacers coach. Yeah. It's just he's been around. He's been a coach for a few different teams. Um, last thing I want to add, Frank Vogel. Um, it was honestly surprised that he uh, actually, you know, coached you know, LeBron. Maybe LeBron coached, you know, more because you know how he is. But I was, you know, I loved – I love the fact that he's proved that he can coach a superstar. You know, when he first started off at the Pacers, he had Paul George. He had Paul, like a young Paul, Paul George. You know, he was a, you know, a beast. You know, and then when he went to OKC, uh, Paul George did, and then he, um, I think his next best player, he had was, I want to say Lance Stevenson. Um, was he coaching with uh, Bogdanovich? Was there? So. Okay, then yeah, maybe it was Lance Stevenson. I'm we're probably forgetting somebody though. Yeah, we probably are. I mean, I oh no, Miles Turner. Miles was he coaching when Miles Turner was there? Yeah, he was. So Miles Turner was there before Bogdanovich was there. Is that true? Yeah. Bohan Bogdanovich, not yeah. okay. I mean, Miles Turner has been in the league for a little bit now, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, doesn't even feel like long, but he really has. I think uh, twenty. Uh, well, he's what, like twenty eight now? Yeah. So, yeah, he's almost ten years. So yeah, he's been in the league. For, it still feels really young, though. I don't know. Um, the Pistons, Monty Williams. Now this is one that I actually like because he should not have been fired by the Suns. No, he shouldn't have. He should not have been fired by the Suns. He did a really good job coaching them. I don't, I don't know why he was fired by the Suns. You have to think maybe it was uh. Uh, players, certain players wanted him gone or something, but certain superstars, certain superstars. But um, you know, I do like this. He's going to Detroit. Obviously, Detroit hasn't been good for a while. They're they, they're getting pissed though, and they're um, Kate Cunningham, uh, Jay Ivey hasn't panned out yet how they envisioned, but he he was just a rookie last year. Now they got a coach. They got a coach, and they're gonna have a bunch of young players. So you know, it's it's. A pretty good move for them, I think. And think about it. I mean, two two years ago when they made the finals, Monty was coach. Yep. They're they're like their players were literally like literally fight for Monty. Like Aiden, you know, he he was like he actually like played it somewhat decent after like Monty called him out. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Suns, uh, like you said. Two years ago, they made the finals. Um, last year, they were a playoff team. This year, they get KD. They were a playoff team. They get eliminated by the Nuggets, who are in the finals. Yeah. So it's not like you got eliminated by a scrub team. No, exactly. I mean, like, the the coach that I feel like should be on the hot seat right now is the Celtics coach. Well, it was only his first year this year. So I... that's why he's not. Plus, the Celtics don't like to get rid of coaches very often. Which is understandable, well, I think that makes sense because, I mean, look at the Miami Heat. They've had Eric Spolstra for a long time. Mm-hmm. They've had consistent success where they've been in the playoffs for, you know. And uh, Eric Eric Spolstra was um, a, uh, a video director before he, you know, was a coach. And he was a video director for the Heat. Yeah, so uh, obviously keeping a head coach around for a long time mm-hmm. does wonders because the players that were already there, they know the system. If you want to go and bring a player back, 
they know the system. Mm-hmm. If you're changing head coaches every few years, like some of these teams do, that's why you never get far because it's always a new system, always a new coach. You know, if you get a superstar, the superstar is like, well, I don't like this coach as much as the last one, so fire this coach and get a new one. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna be difficult for teams to win. I mean, the seventy sixers have been doing that. They have not been past the second round. I you know I I like Doc Rivers. You know I I believe that he should have got fired. Yes, because you know it sucks that they're not they're, they weren't performing in the playoffs. That they like you know that roster. You have James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, who just won MVP. That's that's a fire that I say. I say yeah, like get him out because they didn't even make it past the second round. But how much of that is on Doc Rivers? Who I mean, I obviously agree he should have been fired as well. Quite a bit, I feel like. Was it on him or was it on Joel Embiid not playing well? It's both. I mean, you you tell your superstar we need we like you know he needs to get a superstar going. But do you think that you know? Eric Spolstra is telling Jimmy Butler, hey, you better be playing well. because Jimmy Butler already has a light switch on. Exactly. That's why I think it should be on Joel Embiid more than it's on Doc Rivers because Joel Embiid obviously doesn't have that light switch in him to just, all right, it's game time, let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like it's like, you know, Eric also does that with other players too. Like gets on them, like, you know, gets, you know. Well, I mean, you get on your role players, yeah, but your superstar, they should just be on. Like, do you think Mike Malone's getting on Jokic every game? No. He did. He did. He did one game, right? But like, it's not like every game. Like you said, not every game. I think there was just one game because he was like he doing something. It was like a third quarter or something like that. Well, like, he, he might get on him now after he was in foul trouble in game four. Um, but like normally, Jokic is just being Jokic. Jokic is doing his thing. All superstars should be like that. But Joel Embiid consistently does not perform in the playoffs. So I don't think it should be on just Doc Rivers, even though I think Doc Rivers should probably be done as a head coach in the NBA for like a while. I don't believe so at all. I, I, I think that Doc Rivers <laughs> is going to get another shot. And, you know, I said, I said one of the three candidates, it wasn't Doc Rivers, but you never, you never know. Please let Doc Rivers just ride off into the sunset and retire, dude. <laughs> Please. Send him off like old Geller. Not old Yeller. He he just had a team. He did, he was just a head coach of a team with an MVP. Obviously, you want to go out with finals. But he's not getting any younger. He's been in the league for a long time. Let him go, dude. Him and Doc. I think they're the oldest uh, coaches in the league. Uh, Doc Rivers and Greg Popovich. Yeah. Yeah. You said him and Doc. That's what they call him. Okay, well, they call him Pop. Oh, Pop, my bad. Yeah, they got Doc Rivers and Greg Popovich. They call Pop Pop. My uh, my apologies. I'm I'm sorry. I messed up. That's okay. But um, you know, since we we were just talking about the Suns and hiring Frank Vogel, um, let's talk about the Suns making another big move, and uh, choosing to waive Chris Paul this offseason. Chris Paul is going to be a free agent now. Um, they just brought in Kevin Durant last year. They have uh, Devin Booker already. They have DeAndre Ayton. What are your thoughts on uh, the Suns saying bye-bye to Chris Paul? 
I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like it. They have uh, Cameron Payne, who I feel like is pretty good. I feel like, you know, the starting point, point guard worthy, we'll see next season. But I know he was playing pretty good off the bench. And, you know, you take you get rid of Chris Paul's contract. Maybe you bring someone else in off the bench or maybe bring another guard. But I'm sure they can't with the cap space they have. So I think that's why they got rid of Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, freeing up the cap space makes a little bit of sense. But also, are you going to find anybody who's better for that team than Chris Paul? Yeah, Cameron Payne. You think Cameron Payne's better no, than Chris I, Paul? No, he's not. No, but, you know, he will fit the role that they need. And, like, I feel like Chris Paul, you know, he's he's unselfish. I'm not saying he's selfish. He's unselfish. He passes the ball. He's you know. probably the, the best fac- facilitator in the NBA. Yes, yes. Um, But also, he's going to look for his shots, too, which, you know, I, I don't mind CP getting his shots either because he's a, he's a he's a pretty efficient uh, mid range shooter. He can get at the basket. He can he can shoot layups. Get all uh, go over bigs. You know he's done it before. He's done it his whole entire career. You know being six foot ain't nothing with him. But um, uh, but you know get get rid of him. You have Cameron Payne, which you know you still have Booker. You still have KD. And you still have Aiden. Booker can take the ball up still. I mean. It's, I mean, yeah, they lost a, a you know a great player, a superstar player, but you know at the end of the day, Booker's getting Booker's still getting better. KD is he's only getting older, <laughs> and Aiden is uh, you know he's at his prime, and you know it's kind of sad what he's doing right now a little bit, but you know he's he has his spurts of you know being dominant, and he has his spurts of you know how AD is. Pain play soft. Yeah, he he does play a little bit soft sometimes. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I feel like Aiden could be a dominant center in the league. I not I don't know about Joel type, but I feel like he could be dominant. He can at least be consistent on defense. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe he's not getting his shots off. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see, he needs to go for deep boy. That's that's what he needs to aim for. Yeah, if he had a better um effort on defense. I think we're talking about this Suns team differently. But now it's like, all right, is old KD and prime Devin Booker going to be able to get the job done? I don't know. That's why I don't know if I like this move with getting rid of Chris Paul. Because, yeah, Chris Paul's old. But Chris Paul is also Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. He's going to pass the ball around. He's he's going to, you know, garner some attention. I'm not saying Cameron Payne's not going to. We only, you know, we have to watch to see. But, Chris Paul, just the name when people hear Chris Paul as a point guard. Oh, shit. Got to have our head on a swivel. You got to be on our toes. Because he knows where everyone where everyone is. Yeah, he, he plays similar to how LeBron plays. He knows where everyone's at on the, on the court. He knows he's going to pass over to the corner. He's going to pass out here. He's going to pass down there. So I, I don't. we'll have to see, but I don't know if I like this. I mean, I think Chris Paul still has a year or two left in the NBA that, you know, he could play some meaningful basketball. Yeah, I mean, I'm, his last season, it wasn't a bad season. No, that, that's why it's weird for me that, the, uh, you know, they made the playoffs, got eliminated by the team that's going to be going to the finals. Why get rid of Chris Paul now? They're about to win the finals. Oh, yeah. They're going to win, but I'm, 
they haven't won yet, so I can't say that are the finals champions. That's so. very true. Because as Jimmy Butler said after the game one in the press conference, you got to get to four. That's what he said. I wonder how he's feeling today. But anyway, where do you think Chris Paul is going to go this offseason? You think any teams really fit with Chris Paul? I mean, obviously Miami, you know. We're, I think in the offseason, we're either looking at Dame or Chris Paul. Yeah, and Dame, obviously, loyal to the soil, wants to stay with uh, Portland. But if Portland's going to make that pick at three, they're probably going to trade Dame and try to rebuild. If They they could make a trade package around a pick number three and trade it for another superstar. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Dame's a possibility, but Chris Paul's going to be a free agent. He might take a pay cut. You already got Jimmy Butler, Bam. I think Chris Paul. Guys off the bench, too, that's, like, coming out a little bit, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, I mean, another year under their belt. You got Chris Paul, like I said, one of the best facilitators in the NBA. It could be dangerous next year if they get him. Yeah, especially because we have, we have shooters. That's true. I mean, sometimes they're not shooting well, but they oh. shoot the ball at least. Yeah, Duncan <laughs> Robinson, you know, he's one of them. Um. I strongly believe Chris Paul would best fit for uh, Miami. I would love Dame a little bit more because, you know, who doesn't like, like love the word Dame? Well, Dame Dollar. He, he's also younger, too. Yes. I mean, he's getting old, though. But he's still only, like, what, 33, 32, something like mm-hmm. that? And then, plus, you talk about the system. Both the guys would fit our system of grit and grind, especially Dame. Yeah, I mean, I think Dame <clears throat> would be a better fit. But Chris Paul, dude. That'd be good for for him. Any other teams, though, that you think Chris Paul would fit with? Because, you know, I was thinking about, as a Celtics fan, I was like, would Chris Paul fit? I don't know if he would. But he's going to want to go to a contender. The Nets aren't really a contender uh, as of right now. The the Lakers, yeah. They could use a point guard. He He wanted to go to the Lakers before the Clippers. Him and Kobe, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Got turned down. Yeah, because I knew that they would just they would cook the league. That league would have been cooked. I'm yeah. sorry. Like Kobe, Kobe, and you get you give him Chris Paul, arguably the best point guard at that time. You know, Chris Paul is going to find him, and Kobe's going to hit a circus shot. Yeah, exactly. I mean that the league would have been cooked, but yeah, I mean, and he's friends with LeBron. Mm, yes. So, LeBron. Chris Paul, Anthony Davis. You needed a point guard. Yeah. I mean, obviously they had D'Angelo Russell. Uh, didn't work as well as they thought it would, probably. They got Dennis Schroeder, um, who he, he played decently well. We just talked about it before uh, we we started this. You know, I asked you, who's the, who's the best point guard for the Lakers? You know, obviously, like, you don't look at the names, you think, you know, probably D'Angelo Russell. You know, I was looking at the names, and I said Dennis Schroeder. You're like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, just because I don't really think about Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, you, you, he's, he's a forgotten player. I mean, when he was in Atlanta, I mean, I thought, oh, this this dude. What am I wrong? You, we talk about we talk about the Celtics, Dennis Schroeder. He was he was actually really good for the Celtics. But, I mean, he was good for the Celtics. But I I also thought he was good in Atlanta too. Yeah, he was. That's where he started. Yeah, exactly. Now he, he's with the the Lakers and. I think coming off the bench, really good piece. Mm-hmm. If you can somehow get Chris Paul to go to L.A. and have Chris Paul starting with LeBron, A.D., Austin Reeves, 
I don't know. Maybe that is all they need to push him over the edge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you talk about, like, LeBron, you know, we're obviously, like, we talked about load management earlier. You know, he, he might load management this season a little bit. No, I don't think LeBron would. You don't think so? No. LeBron has never really load managed to, like, to a serious extent. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can never really know. He is getting older. But uh, coming off an injury too, yeah. All the all the Lakers really need though is a starting point guard, and there is one potentially coming up in the off season. He's an unrestricted free agent. Kyrie Irving has been linked with LeBron ever since he left the Cavs. Yes, he's been linked with them. Um, there was a, a report from Shams. Um, I saw it on CBS Sports that Kyrie Irving was trying to get LeBron to join the Mavericks. What do you think about that? It's not happening. No way it's happening. It's not happening. Are you kidding me? You have you have LeBron's son going to USC. You know, he's gonna stay, he's gonna wanna stay out in Los Angeles, you know, go to a couple USC games, you know, he doesn't want to leave the family. He's a family guy. Yeah, he's a he's a big family guy. Um but also LeBron owns a production company now. L.A. is the perfect place to own a production company. Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's money. It's, it's, you know, attention. And plus, he, like, obviously he's playing with his son. I hope he plays with his son, you know. I think he's going to try to play with his son, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, ending, ending off as a Laker, legendary. You know, it probably won't happen, but we will see. No, I think he ends he ends his career as a Laker. You think? Yeah, I mean, unless unless they do what we were talking about, all you know, off the podcast again with the uh, expansion teams. If they do that, and LeBron becomes the owner of an expansion team, then maybe he doesn't end with the the Lakers. But we don't know how close that expansion thing is. Adam Silver just said he wants to add two new teams. That's mm-hmm. all we know. We don't know if it's going to happen next year or the year after or whatever. I mean, like we talked, like we talked about it earlier. You know, if it was like two teams in the West, you know, what team's gonna be bleeding out the East? Oh yeah, it's Memphis for sure. Memphis. Yeah, because they're in ten- they're the furthest East. They should probably already be in the East, but you know, balance it out, put them in the West. And and then also, I remember saying t- uh, the Timberwolves. Yeah, the Timberwolves would be the second option. But I mean, if you just if you look on the map, it's yeah, it's Memphis. Yeah, but. You know what? How the NBA is might be curled up or whatever. I throw that because, like, you know, you can throw um, Minnesota, and with like the like with Milwaukee, you know. Yeah, I mean, they could end up doing that. It would be. It would look really weird if it they would. did that. It would, but you, you know, know like I, it, like it, like how the NFL is. That's weird. How yeah, that is. I was gonna say that. Like the NFL, like divisions are all messed up now. Mm-hmm. Because teams have moved and everything, and they just never realigned. But hopefully, the NBA doesn't do that, dude. I think the only team or the only conference is like in the NFL that's actually I think accurate is the AFC East. No, because they got the Miami Dolphins in there. Oh, you're right. The NFC North, um, the AFC North, and then. The NFC South. AFC North, I think that was talking about with, uh, would it be with um, the Steelers yep. and Ravens and, yes, mm-hmm. and 
and also well the NFC North, uh, Packers, Vikings. That's yeah, that's I mean that's a perfect one. Then you've got like the Colts and the AFC South playing teams in uh, Texas and Florida. So it, it it's all messed up. So hopefully the, you know, whenever that realignment happens, it is you know put Memphis over in the East. Memphis kind of feels like an Eastern team anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean Minnesota feels like a Western team. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like with me. I I I would consider it Minnesota being more of an Eastern team with me. No, it's just how weird I am. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like if if one of those two teams are going to be in the East. The Grizzlies feel like an Eastern team. The Timberwolves feel like they should be in the West. I don't know. Maybe it's their players, because I can see John Morant being in the East. But like Carl Anthony Towns feels like a player in the Western Conference. I guess that's the main thing for me. Um, didn't uh didn't the uh, NBA talk about I think their All Star game next year? Like, the, I mean, add on to the East and West. Uh, I think they might change the format to like not drafting players anymore and stick to true East and West to see how that goes back again. So I mean, if the, the Memphis, you know, do go back, uh, or do not back, but do go East, you know, John Morant, Eastern All Eastern uh, Conference All Star like point guard. I think getting rid of the drafting players is kind of a mistake if that happens. I it it is, but it isn't. I think it is because I mean now. You get two captains. Yeah, which it makes it fun. I feel like they pull in a lot of money and views with that. Oh, yeah. Like, remember the one with uh, LeBron and KD, and then LeBron was trying to make KD take James Harden? Yes. <laughs> I want someone who passes. <laughs> yeah, and then KD was just not having it. <laughs> he, he was so mad for no reason. I think he just thought it was a waste of his time. Probably, but like, you know, Giannis even as a team captain. Giannis is cool. Yeah, Giannis made it fun. Remember he tried to draft somebody that was already drafted? Yeah. Who was that? Oh, who was it? We had like a phone. It, it might have been, but I just remember like LeBron literally picked him to pick before. And Giannis went up there and was like, yeah, I want this guy. And LeBron's like, I already got him. <laughs> so yeah, I think making it true East and West would be a mistake. But, I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. Uh, let's see. Well, speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant is now saying that the gun that he flashed on the second IG Live video was a toy gun. That was not a toy gun. I saw that video multiple times. That was no toy gun, Ja. What are, why are you lying now? If it was a toy gun, you would have said it the day after. What are you doing? Well, it doesn't help that he's uh, people are accusing him using uh, ChatGPT. Uh, yeah. For his apology it, that that does not help at all, dude. All I'm saying is, if there was a toy gun, you don't say it. However many days or weeks after, you say it the day after. I think well, he he sent it? an apology out like it was a real gun. That was no fake gun, Jaw. That was a real gun, dude. Quit lying about it. You're just making it worse for yourself. I think I think uh, I saw something like it was his team who said that. Yeah, it was um the John Rant team, not the not the uh not the Grizzlies, John Rant team. Yeah, um the quote was from Claudia Jordan on the Breakfast Club and said that uh 
NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is still going to go through with the suspension, saying it looks more like a 30-game suspension, even though the NBA knows it's a toy gun. If it was a toy gun, it wouldn't be a 30-game suspension. No, it would have been a field See, they were like, oh, even though they know it's a toy gun. Yeah, he said she was talking to John Morant's team. Well, I'm, I mean, still seeing him suspend for 30 games because he just had that incident, and he, he he doesn't need to be carrying around no damn toy gun because that's still, like, you can still, I, I can still pull out a toy gun, and if you don't look at it for a second, you're going to think it's real. Yeah, I mean, people have been killed for having a toy gun and playing with it. But this is not a toy gun. If it was a toy gun, why did the camera shift on the IG Live immediately when your friend saw you had a gun in your hand? Yeah. I just I don't understand why he's lying. I I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I, maybe he's maybe he's lying, maybe he's not. I you know well, I Okay, I, he's not no matter what, lying. No matter what, though, that that kid should not be carrying like a toy gun or a gun. He needs to be carrying a fucking basketball. Dude, do you think any other NBA player right now, as a superstar, is carrying a gun around? No. no. They got security. You probably got people around them that have guns that you don't even know they have guns. Are they're they, not... Are they, are they, like, too big, like Steven Adams? <laughs> <laughs> well, he don't need a gun, dude. He's yeah, too... you, don't, you don't need yeah. one. He, or James Johnson. <laughs> he can just handle his business. Yeah. Steven Adams would walk up to him with his Australian accent. Release my point guard. Release him, mate. <laughs> but... Do you see any other star NBA player carrying around a gun? No. The only the only the only players Gilbert Arenas. I mean, he brought a gun in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, he got in trouble for that one. <laughs> yeah. But it's maybe, like, maybe you should have a sit down with Gilbert. <laughs> maybe he should at this point, dude. Like if he's just gonna keep having guns around and you know saying they're fake and everything, they're not fake. Hire security. Have if you want your hang out with your friends, hire your friends as your security. Yeah. You don't need to be having a gun. I don't care if it's, you know, legal or not. Yeah, exactly. You're an NBA player. Exactly what I'm saying. Pick up a basketball. Yeah, pick up a basketball. Hire your boys to be your security. They can have guns. Don't be flashing them on IG Live. Be professional. You got kids looking up to you now. He has a kid. He has a kid, too. Yeah, that's not even, you know, I didn't even mention that part. Yeah, I honestly forgot about that part. He has a daughter. And then he's also posting on Instagram saying a goodbye to the world, and people had to send, you know, have a welfare check for him, make sure he didn't hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's disappointed in his actions, or else he wouldn't have pulled that stunt. Like, this is no fake gun, dude. Come on. Be 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 responsible. Quit holding a fucking gun, all right? If you're going to hold a gun, don't put on fucking IG Live. Yeah. Just don't be stupid about it. Don't bring it to an arena or nothing like that. Or club. Or, well, if you want to bring or it in the club. Or pick up a basketball game because he also had that incident and beat up a boy. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do all this shit, don't be posting it online. Don't be, you yourself, don't be attacking people. Like, what what are you doing? He's acting it's, like he's still in, like, you know, not in the NBA. Well, it's, 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 it's also, like, if he doesn't post it online either, he needs to act a certain way apart because there's going to be media, there's going to be fans who have the cameras on him. Well, yeah, that too. He's I'm the just eyes saying. of Memphis. He's literally the star of Memphis. He's going to, he has all the cameras on him. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, if you're going to do this shit, don't put it online, you know, willingly. He's putting, he first his own IG Live, 
Second was his friend's IG yep. live. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, dude? And now his camp's trying to say it was a toy gun. Adam Silver knows that's not a toy gun. Oh, yeah, he knows. Adam Silver didn't suspend John Morant for that long the last time. Because John Morant said, I will never do it again. I'm sorry I changed. Do you think Adam Silver is going to be light on the suspension? Now, especially now you're trying to lie to him? No. But Adam Silver being, like, he he is probably the leniest, like, I think I'm, like, I'm saying, I think I'm saying that, uh, um, say, um, he's the most lenient. Yeah, yeah, lenient. Yeah, yeah. there we go. He's the most lenient, uh, you know, commissioner. You know, Roger Cadell, he he will suspend you for a whole season for gam or for like gambling on one game. Oh yeah, we we got a lot to talk about there too, about that Roger Goodell's suspending people for gambling. But what I'm saying is, Adam Silver, all right, he gave you a break the first time. And now you did it again. You sent an apology out that people were saying was from chat GPT. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to say it was a toy gun. You're lying right to Adam Silver's face again. He's not going to go easy on you this time. All, all I got to say is if it, was, if it was David Stern. Oh, dude. He would have been already suspended. That, that, first, that, that first incident, it would have been the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. For sure. No playoffs, you know. You come back next season. You what, like you think about your actions. You sit down, think about your actions, and you come back next season, and you go from there. Yeah, that's how David Stern always did. He did it with. He did that with freaking Gilbert Arenas. Yep. He he's he's. I, I think he suspended for the rest of the season, or the team did. Yeah, one or two. He was suspended either way. I'm pretty sure it was by David Stern, and David Stern brought him into his office and was like, "You're an NBA player, all right. Don't be doing this." That's what Adam Silver needs to do with John Moran. And if, if John Morant, if Adam Silver's not going to do that for John Morant, John Morant needs somebody to do that for him. Mm-hmm. Because he's making horrible decisions. He could be he could be making generational money. He just lost his deal with Nike yep. over this whole thing. Yep. I mean, he'd probably get it back, but... Probably not with Nike, though. He'll probably get a different one. But, like, dude, if anybody else was in your situation right now, they would not be acting this way. I think Nike dropped him the first time and then they picked him back up and then that happened again. Well, if they picked him back up after the first time and then he did it again, that relationship's probably already done. Yeah. Because they already gave you a second chance just like the NBA did. A lot of, dude, he, he had a lot of second chances for having, with all of his endorsements and stuff. Yeah, that's because he's John Morant. Yeah. That's why he needs to not be out here playing with guns. He, he needs to be a Puma athlete anyways. It's fine. <laughs> go go join Steph Curry over Under Armour after this, dude. <laughs> Unless he keeps playing with guns, then he, maybe he's going to go over and play in Shanghai, dude. Yeah, dude. Going to be joining Dylan Brooks over there. <laughs> the Shanghai Laser Beams. Dude. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, we're done with all the NBA talk. Now, what's going on in the wide world of sports? Oh, you know what we're going to talk about first. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Messi. Yes, sir. Coming to Miami. No, we're going to have to go to a Messi game at some point, dude. It sucks it won't be this year because they're all sold out. Oh, yeah. Instantly sold out, dude. Mm-hmm. They raised the ticket prices up like $400. Oh, yeah. And they've, I mean, this is a big win for the MLS, though. Dub. 
huge dub. Massive. He's going to dominate the league, which, you know, this is going to be the last league he uh, he, he probably uh, goes to before he retires. Like, you know, the great David Beckham. Have you ever heard of him? I have heard of David Beckham, yes. Yes, he was he he uh he was uh, Champions League over there, and then he ended up over here in MLS, you know, uh, American. He played for the U.S. national team. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, let's see how Messi does, you know, against MLS talent. Probably crushes it, but... Oh, yeah. Messi's going to crush it. I mean, I'll, how many years do you think he's going to play? Probably two or three. I, I, know, I, mean, I know he's retiring before the next World Cup. Yeah, I, I hope it's I hope it's more than just this year. I hope he has a couple at least. Well, he might not retire before it, but like I know this last coming or this last World Cup he did, it was the last one, no matter what. He said it before. Yeah. And he won. He won on top. So mm-hmm. he's not. He ain't. He ain't coming back. He's not doing a World Cup again. But <laughs> hey, massive win for MLS. And I got another one for you. For you. Uh, we'll go go back to the NBA. Okay. We're gonna talk about McGregor. Oh yeah, Conor McGregor, dude. Yeah, there was um, there was a little. Skit last night where uh, the the mascot from the Miami Heat was, you know, he was challenging Conor McGregor, you know, and I, I don't know what happened or what went wrong if they told McGregor to actually punch him or whatever, but McGregor actually punched him twice. Who the fuck is that guy? And he ended up in the ER. <laughs> yep. No, Not I'm- funny, but, you know, it's like, I was seeing memes. It was like it, it was like Jimmy Butler looking at paper like this, like like wide eyed, mm-hmm. and um, it was like it was like the mascot mascot reading the script. <laughs> <laughs> I was that was that was terrible, but it was so freaking funny. Uh, sorry, I'm like going back to soccer too. Man City won the Champions League. Champions League happened. Congratulations. Um, Las Vegas Golden Knight. They're up three one. Up three one. And um the game, so like the, I, I saw the score at the end of the second period and it was three it was three one. So the the Florida um Panthers. Right? Panthers. Yeah, Florida Panthers, yeah. yeah. The Florida Panthers uh scored scored a goal in the third period. Um what ended the game or when the game ended or whatever, the, the final score was three two. When the game ended it ended in a brawl. As it should. It's hockey, baby. <laughs> And yep. then fans, and then fans start throwing water bottles and uh, cans on the ice. I mean, we. I mean, I was joking with you before this. Yes, I know it was. It's, it's yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's a little bit too far. It was. It, it was a little bit too too far for the fans. I mean, I, let let the boys let the boys fight. Yeah, it's fucking hockey. Yes, you know we're grown men out here. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested what it, the next game is. Uh, what they're gonna do? They're either you're just gonna find them and just let them play start the next game, or if they're you know they're gonna start the game in the penalty box. They're probably just gonna find them. Hey, it's a Stanley Cup Finals, yeah. so. I mean, if they if they if they sit them in the penalty box, it's only for five minutes of game time uh, and, until the next stoppage. Mm-hmm. So. It's not. It's not like they're sitting like you know the whole game or anything. And stoppages usually happen pretty often. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know it wouldn't be nothing if that happened. I'm bet you they want that to happen compared to a freaking fine though. I would want that compared to a fine. Only five minutes in a penalty box. <laughs> Count me in. Yeah, but <laughs> also, um, if it was like the whole whole team that was out there was fighting, it was it was whole team. It's probably gonna be a, It's probably gonna be a fine then. Instead of having everybody set in a penalty box, dude, you just imagine just like you you're walking in like you already paid for the tickets you don't even know or anything like you obviously saw the last game you paid for the tickets, 
you walk in the stadium and you just you just see like ten like ten big ass hockey players in the penalty box, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just, that's why I think that uh, they're just gonna find them and get on with it. It's it's fucking hockey, baby. Dude, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty great to watch. I'm not gonna lie. So Except next for the fans, of course. But next game, they're going back to Vegas. <sighs> yes, I, I guess. You think the Vegas fans are gonna throw stuff on the ice? If they lose, yeah, there might be another fight. Dude, I, I hope they fucking lose now. I just want to see fights. They're up, they're up three one. So yeah, they're yeah they're going they're going back to Las Vegas. Hey, I hope the Florida Panthers can pull it out. Congratulations on your first win in Stanley Cup Finals history. Mm-hmm. You're you're one in seven though, so your ratio is still not very good. So you need to pick it up after that. But in the Las Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, they just um became a, a team like a couple years ago. Yeah, they're just. They got the cheat codes or something. A lot, a lot of teams are getting the cheat codes. Seattle Kraken. Hey, Seattle Kraken, that's a badass name. <laughs> it dude. is, it is. Dude. That is a badass name. Dude, it's, it's hockey has the best names, dude. Yeah, what's your favorite team's name? It's the Coyotes. <laughs> okay, move on to the next topic, please. <laughs> that's all I have in the worldwide. That's all that's happening in the worldwide sports? Yes, sir. Or the wide world of sports? Yes, you made, sir. You made me fuck up the fucking things. All right. Well, if that's all that's happening, let's go ahead and transfer over to the NFL, baby. Um, DeAndre Hopkins update. Four teams have rolled out DeAndre Hopkins. Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Football Jets, said, No, we love our current group. Saw that on NFL on ESPN. Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, said, I really like the look of our group when asked about the team's interest in DeAndre Hopkins. Dan Campbell said, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that one, but I like our receivers room. I think we've got a good mix of different types of guys. Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, said, we're focused on the players we have here. What's interesting is the Tennessee Titans today set up a meeting with DeAndre Hopkins. How many of these teams do you think are just putting up smoke screens? Tennessee's definitely putting up a smoke screen. Well, no, they are because they already have a uh, scheduled visit. Detroit's not. No, Detroit's not putting up a smoke screen because I believe that Dan Campbell would honestly be like, yeah, I like. I, I mean, I like the receivers. They have good receivers there. Yeah. I mean, D-Hop, obviously, would be a nice addition to any other, like, any receiving crew, but I believe I believe Dan Dan Campbell's when he says that he likes a receiving group because you know I feel like he's I he's probably the most honest like coach in like you know you see you see it on Sundays you know like the, he had the Lions before Dan Campbell literally like helpless and then now they're like they'll they'll fight you for a win now like they, like Dan Campbell would fight, like I I believe he would fight another team's head coach he's gonna go down biting kneecaps baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another coach that tries to do that, that I feel like, you know, is Mike Vrabel. He yeah. tries, he tries to, you know, blow smoke and act like all oh, big and bad. Dude. No. Mike Mike Vrabel is big and bad, though. He is big. Oh, he is big. He's, a, you know, a former linebacker. Um, <coughs> I believe he played for the Chiefs. Probably a few other teams, but. Yeah. But, uh, Patriots. Yeah, but Mike Vrabel. He's a Tennessee Titans head coach, so I can't really say much good about him. I was, he's with the Titans, but 
outside looking in, as a fan of football, Mike Rabel is one of the coaches I would love to play for if I was playing football in the NFL. Dan Campbell is probably number one, though. Yeah, Dan Campbell's number one. I, I just don't like Mike Rabel. Um, well, I don't either because I don't like the Titans because they're stupid. Yeah, um, understandable. But do you think Robert Sala and uh, Mike McCarthy are putting up smoke rings too? Obviously, the Cowboys always try to win. Always. Always trying to win. DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is still a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they were going for OBJ. You best believe they're going to go for D-Hop. It only makes sense. If you're not going for D-Hop, then your priorities are not correct. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm not even going to have, like, you know, choose between D-Hop and OBJ. I'm choosing D-Hop 10 times out of 10. Yep. I'm not saying OBJ's not I'm like I'm not saying he's washed or anything. Well, we don't know because he missed all last yeah. year with an injury. So he might be washed now. But D Hop, we've seen we like that guy has made all of our mouths drop for plays that he's done. I mean that um Hail Mary with Kyler Murray a couple over, years ago. Over two dudes. Yeah. Which is the Buffalo it was a it was a Buffalo defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot who was there. I want to say, like, they have two all-pro safeties. Micah, Micah Hyde, Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Yes. And then I think I think another player was there. Um, was it was, their, it was their DB that was there that making the play that's really good. Um, Tredavious uh, White. Yeah, Tredavious White. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Mike McCarthy is putting up a smokescreen. But I think the Cowboys would be dumb not to go after him. But the Jets feel like a team that would be very, very, very interested in DeAndre Hopkins, considering that they're going all in with Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, and they want to go low on it. Yeah, I think all these, like every single team in the NFL that's considered to be competing, they're going to be calling DeAndre Hopkins. But right now, the uh, Patriots and Titans are the only teams that have meetings set up with DeAndre Hopkins. I would rather see him go to the Patriots. I mean, me too. I don't want him to come back to the AFC South, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all that. Oh, uh, and plus Mac Jones too. He give him a give give him a good wide receiver for a year and see what he does. Yeah, I mean, I think he probably gets a little bit more hate than is deserved, but also he's pretty mid anyway. Yeah. But Chiefs and Bills are also said to be interested. So I think we talked about those two teams last week along with the Baltimore Ravens. Those three make the most sense. Other than that, I mean, it, Patriots would be okay. I don't think they're going to be contenders, so I don't know if you'd want to go there. Titans, probably not going to go there. They're going to have either Malik Willis or Will Levis, so a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they still have Brian Tannehill for a year, so definitely don't want to go there, dude. Not going to go anywhere. That's a trap. Yeah, that's a fucking trap you there, dude. <laughs> He's going to throw you the football. That's why A.J. Brown wanted it out probably, dude. Mm, dude, I don't blame A.J. Brown. Worked out pretty well for him this year. But, I mean, I think the Cowboys and Jets definitely should be interested in him. But another different free agent in the NFL, he's been a free agent. He was on the Colts last year, Yannick Ngakwe. He just said on uh, SiriusXM NFL radio a few days ago, I definitely want to play for a contender, play for a team and organization that wants to win a Super Bowl. And this is the stat that I saw 
that I thought was pretty crazy. I didn't realize that he's been this productive, uh, productive in the NFL. There's only been, like, what is it, five players with eight-plus sacks in each of their first NFL seasons. Reggie White, Derek Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Aaron Donald, Yannick Ngakwe. That's a lead company. Yes, it is. He's been super productive. He was on the Colts last year. He did, you know, pretty well for our team. I mean, our team underperformed, but he did very well from what I saw. And I think it's kind of criminal that he's not on the team right now. Didn't he play for the Lions? No, he played for the Minnesota Vikings first. Okay. He played for the Vegas Raiders a year and then the Colts a year. Okay, okay. I think he might have been on the Ravens, too. So he's he's been through a lot of teams, and he's still been putting up eight-plus sacks each year. Like, it doesn't matter the system. Obviously, this guy's going to produce. Mm-hmm. He needs to have a long-term home, I think. Yes and no. Well, you don't think Yannick Ngakwe is good enough to be on the team? No, I'm saying he is. But, <clears throat> I mean, if he wants to go to a uh, championship for a year or two, he can do that and. He's probably going to go somewhere where he wants to go or wants to have, you know, fun. And if it's fun there, you know, because he's winning, then, you know, it is. Well, he said he wants to play for a contender Mm -hmm. and play for a team uh, that wants to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I hate to link everybody to this team, but the Chiefs, they could always use edge rush help. Yeah, always use defensive help. Yeah. So, I mean, Yannick and Gakwin makes sense for them over there. I mean, come back to the Colts, dude. We got Anthony Richardson. We're going to win. That's all there is to it. Give it a few years. Uh, or, or this year, maybe. Okay. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you're right. You never know. He, has, never he know. has an elite level athleticism that could translate on to the field and to the Super Bowl. I can't wait to watch him. Oh, me too, dude. He's going to be electrifying. Oh, yeah, I'm super excited for the games coming up this year. Um, But, you know, some other news happening here in the NFL offseason. The Vikings are releasing running back Dalvin Cook. Welcome to Miami. Yeah, well, that seems like, uh, you know, the most likely spot he grew up there. I mean, they've been linked this whole offseason, but everybody thought it was a trade. Um, But Miami right now is trying to go all in. They got Tyreek Hill last year. They get Jalen Ramsey this year. I mean, Dalvin Cook's only 27 years old. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. He's he's still got gas in the tank, dude. Jalen Waddle. Well, yeah, they drafted Jalen Waddle. Mike Gesicki. He's gone. Oh. Yeah, Mike Gesicki left in free agency. I forget where he went to, though. Had to look that up real quick. Hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know he left. Well, that sucks for them in tight end position. He's actually pretty solid. Uh, Mike Isicki signed with the New England Patriots. Oh, good signing for them. They had Hunter Henry before. They still have Hunter Henry? Oh, he's washed. You think so? Yeah. I don't think so. I think New England is running out of ideas, and uh, they're going to suck for a while, which is good, but I don't think Hunter Henry's washed. He's been he's been putting up numbers. John U. Smith was washed. They got rid of him. Yeah, they got rid of John U. Smith. I think he's on the Tennessee Titans now. No, he was on the Titans before. Oh, yeah, he was, and then he went to New England. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where he's at now, but I guess nobody cares. He's not going to be contributing really. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he's linked to Miami. Um, Buffalo still needs a quarterback. Um, and they haven't had a uh, not quarterback, uh, running back, and they still haven't had a running back that went over 1,110 yards um, since Osama McCoy did that in 2017 for Buffalo. So the Bills are another spot. <clears throat> Other potential teams I saw linked were the Ravens, who they they could use a running back, but they already got J.K. Dobbins. I don't and think Gus. they'd go for him. And Gus. Yeah, and then obviously, like I said, everybody links the Chiefs with every free agent ever. Yes. Um, and then Dallas Cowboys to try and replace Zeke. But they got Tony Pollard, so I don't I really don't see those. That. Yeah, I don't see those ones working out. But it's, for me, it's Miami or Buffalo. Most likely Miami. Yeah. 99% sure it's Miami. Weather. Well, that. Oh, and home. he, he yeah, home. He also posted on uh, his Instagram story a picture of him in Hard Rock Stadium from when the Vikings played there last year. Messages, man. Yep. And uh, let's see. The final thing we had to talk about here today, we alluded to it earlier, was um, Isaiah Rogers is under investigation for reportedly 100 bets between 25 and $50. Um, and he bet on some Colts games, but there was one bet in particular that he did that was over $1,000, but we don't know if that was on a Colts game or not. And um, he's probably going to get suspended for the season, if not more. Maybe indefinitely, because this is hundreds of bets. It's stupid. You see one player get suspended for a whole season, Calvin Ridley, for betting. Why? Why are you betting? Just, you know, wait till the offseason and bet on a, like another sport. Don't bet on in, in your sport. Wait till you retire. Wait till you're out of the league. You know, you just lost a year pay. And he was in a contract year coming up this year, too. Yep. And he was going to be a starter this year. I mean, it's a huge loss for the Colts. Yes and no. Because you guys can get him back. You guys can get him back cheaper. Yeah, but for this upcoming year, it's we got Kenny Moore and rookies. And you, and you have a rookie quarterback. That, you know, this this first year... Might not be a good year, but you're getting players out there experiencing play time and stuff like that at this rate. You know, there might there might be a rookie that's better than Rogers. Hey, we're tanking for Marvin Harrison Jr. this year, apparently. But I mean, the big thing I saw with this Isaiah Rogers thing is bets around twenty five to fifty dollars. Yes. Why? That's nothing to you, dude. You're making millions of dollars. You probably you probably just saw like he did small bets, you know. Well, there's another reason I think he did the, he did the small bets, right? Mm-hmm. He also did it from somebody else's phone, so when it was an accomplice's phone. So I mean, now like we were talking about with Adam Silver and John Morant, you know, Roger Goodell is going to look at this and be like, "You're trying to hide it." By doing it on somebody else's phone, you did it on for hundreds of games, between twenty five and fifty dollars. I mean, did you win those bets or did you just waste twenty five fifty bucks? And if you won, how much did you win? You know, if you were 
said he was betting on Colts games, was he betting for the Colts? Because that's one thing. Calvin really bet it on his team to win. If he was betting against the Colts, if he bet against the Colts in that Vikings game, go back and look at the tape. How many plays did he have where he gave up a big play in the second half? Or any game like that, Houston, in the final week. How many plays did he give up? That's the, I think, for me, that's the biggest question. Was it for his team to win or against his team to win? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you see? I didn't see anything out of the ordinary when I was watching, but now that I know this, I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch. It'd be interesting. I, you know, I, 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 want, I, I hope that he would bet for his team, but you never know nowadays. Because that's one thing. Like, you obviously still can't do that. Can't bet on your sport. Can't bet from your facility. Mm-hmm. But when you bet on your team, all right, if you bet for your team to win, that's, for me, okay. I understand. Because you thought you were going to win. Yeah, but if you're betting against your team, that's where I draw the line. Because, yeah, because you're, yeah, you're betting against yourself and you have an ability to control the outcome of that game. It's basically insider trading for the stock market. That's basically what it is. I mean, he's a corner, so he doesn't have that much of an impact. But, I mean, if he's guarding Justin Jefferson, Jefferson's coming up, He, you know, he has him on a route. You know, I'm just slow down just slightly, let him get open, and he breaks off for a big uh, gain. That's what I want to know. Because if he is betting for himself, it's probably a year out. If he bet against himself, that's an indefinite suspension. I mean, I don't, I believe that, you know, it's a touchy, you know, for your team, I agree with, you know, maybe around the league, you know, I should, I, I believe that you should not ever bet against your team. No, because if you do that, that's, that's, that's it's rigged. yeah, it's basically rigging games. I mean, definitely don't do that. That'd be like uh, in baseball, a pitcher going out there and just, you know, not throwing his fastest fastball and like just letting you know, lobbing it up for somebody to hit a home run. Mm-hmm. You're rigging the games there. Um, Isaiah Rogers, though, before they announced it was him, because remember they announced that they were investigating a player from the Colts, and it wasn't a superstar, but it was a player that um, a, a normal fan would know that they've heard of before. Um, Isaiah Rogers went on Instagram. He said, I made an error in judgment. I'm very sorry for all this. No, that was on Twitter, not Instagram. Sorry about that. You didn't make an error in judgment for putting 100 bets at least on games on the NFL, which you know you're not supposed to do. Oh, I'm getting so upset about this now. It hits deep in this your uh, player. Yeah, because I was, I was laughing. Oh, the Lions did it. Ha ha, they had losing all like six players. Now it's my team, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Story, yeah, especially when they play. Yep, he was gonna be a starter this year. Um, why do we have to trade Stephon Gilmore, dude? But another interesting topic that I had about this was uh, the NFL asked Tom Brady to make a video warning players about the dangers of gambling on NFL games. Poster boy. Yep, Tom Brady is the poster boy of the NFL now. I thought that was an interesting thing to say. Uh, but that's all we have. We've gone a while. The Super Stack 2nd Edition. Um, 
one more thing before we go. Now that the Denver Nuggets are up 3-1 on the Miami Heat, I just want to point out only one team in history has ever come back down from 3-1, and that was 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. And, and Kevin Love. And Kevin Love, who's on the Heat right now. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to point that out there. And also, if you go back and listen to episode one, I said Nuggets in five, and the next game that they play, I'm going to be correct. So... That's what I'd like to send you off with. Brian, would you like to send it off with anything else? No matter what, I'm wrong. I said Miami is six, but it's going to be Miami is seven. Sorry. You think they're going to be a second team ever come back 3-1? Yes, sir. All right. Well, you have to find out. Um, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, once we get our account back up because they suspended it as soon as we made it for some reason. Um, other than that, tell your friends. Recommend us for, to everybody. And uh, what would Brian like to say? One last thing. Put down the gun, kids. Pick up the basketball. Put down the gun. Pick up the basketball. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you next time on SparkCast Media.